Hi, this is Steve Springer. You're listening to Worshiping God, God's Way. And this podcast is going to be for everyone. This is a podcast, like Paul says, for all the churches in Asia. And I'm just going to extend that out to the whole world. This podcast is for the Baptists. It's for Catholics. It's for Presbyterians, faith churches. It's a podcast for independent churches old churches that are fading away, the new ones that are just beginning. It's like Ephesians 2 that says, it's the God's household that we're talking to, the whole building joined together. This podcast is for the holy temple built to become a dwelling place where God actually lives by his Holy Spirit. And at the beginning, I want to show you something. What I'm going to read is something that Asus ben Syriac wrote. It's called The Praises of the High Priest. And he was writing this about 170 BCE. It's the closest transcription or information that we have that references what took place when Solomon came before the Lord and they had services before the altar of God. This is one of the oldest, is the oldest reference that we have outside of the Bible. So here's what he says. The high priest put on his glorious robe and he went up to the holy altar. He received the portions from the hands of the priests as he stood at the hearth of the altar. All the sons of Aaron in their splendor held the Lord's offering in their hands before the whole congregation. Finishing the service at the altars and arranging the offering, he held out his hand for the cup and poured a drink offering at the foot of the altar. Then the sons of Aaron shouted. They blew their trumpets. All the people together quickly fell to the ground on their faces to worship their Lord. The singers praised him with their voices, and the people offered their prayers before the merciful one until the order of worship was complete. What we see here is the picture of what took place in Solomon's temple. That was then, but this is now. I'm talking about today, this Sunday. We come before an altar. Jesus is our righteousness. Like Paul says in Hebrews, we come to an altar because Jesus provided that for us. He says that that altar is a living place. And when we come to that altar, we shout before the Lord like they did in Solomon's temple. We play musical instruments prophetically, some of us. That's like what we see in Solomon's temple. We sing, we pray prayers. The only thing that was missing in Solomon's temple is they did not read the word. They did not have that podium where people would get up and read scripture. We have that today. But that was added later on in the intertestamental period between the dysphoria of the Jews when they created the synagogues and it led us into the first century church. That was then. That was not happening in Solomon's temple. That was added later. The last thing they did is they fell down and they worshiped. Now we do that in some places. There are places that people actually get down and bow on their faces before the Lord. So more specifically, this is what it is. We gather, we praise, we pray, we teach, and some of us fall down 
and worship him. Now in Hebrews 3.10, it says we have an altar who is Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul talks to the churches and he says we gather together with a purpose. He says whenever we come together, I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. You need to be informed that whenever we gather together, we gather at that altar. And that altar isn't just the place for a pastor to stand. It's not a place for the musicians to gather and lead from. It's a place where all of us come to the ground level position before this altar. And what we find at that place, as we minister to that altar, the Spirit gives what Paul says is a message of wisdom. He can give a message of knowledge, a message of faith. During that time before the altar, God can give a message or the spirit of healing. He can pour out miraculous power. He can give prophetic words to people to speak out. The discerning of spirits, the things that we don't see that the Holy Spirit is speaking to. All of this comes at the altar. Now, what I'm suggesting and what I believe, that's very clear to me that that is what was happening at Solomon's temple. They had musicians who were prophetic. They had singers who would sing unto the Lord, and I know that the Lord would speak to them. They would get to a place where they would pour the offerings, which for us is Jesus, but they would give their offerings, they would exalt, and they would honor the Lord through those offerings like we do Jesus, and then they would bow down and worship. All of this happened at the altar, and now Paul is saying the same thing. He says there's many parts to this altar. There's many parts to this gathering of saints. It's not just one leader who, for the rest of us, we just are, we're just listeners. We just watch what is going on. There's no participation. That's the tabernacle of Moses. Moses would go in, everybody else stayed out and waited and hoped he would return. Aren't we more than listeners? Paul's saying we're more than listeners. Is there a gift of listening? Does the Holy Spirit give the gift of listening? Probably. But is there a gift of sitting down? Is there a gift of saying amen only? Is that all we're supposed to do? But what about apostles? What about the prophets and teachers and the miracles and the gifts of healing? What about that helping ministry and the guidance and speaking out spiritually? All those things that Paul talks about. You know, there are songs that teach. There are words that come from people that teach. We're supposed to share revelations at that altar during that time that we're gathered together. We're supposed to be speaking in tongues, and there should be an explanation of that tongue and how it works, but that is far from our view right now. Prophets sing, like when you look at Zadok in David's time. Zadok was a musician who would be prophetic. There were the traveling prophets, and and they would sing and minister to people like they did to Saul. We're supposed to speak prophetically. And Paul says we're all supposed to definitely be showing love for one another so we don't lose sight of Jesus and what his goal is. So what I'm saying in this podcast is we do come to an altar. We're talking about ministering to the Lord the last six or seven podcasts. Well, when you get to that altar, this is what takes place. And if you're going to a meeting where this isn't taking place, you need to ask the Lord what he wants you to do about that. 
You need to do more than just gather and sit and listen. You need to praise. You need to pray. You need to speak out. You need to fall down and worship. If they don't give you room to worship on the ground, how are they going to give you time to come to an altar? See, we're just missing these parts today. I can see around the world today, I can see the whole world in 10 minutes. I can go on my computer and I can open up and look to meetings that are going on in Uganda. I just saw one the other day, a friend of mine was there. He was preaching to thousands of people in Uganda. And it shows at the end, he, he did this little short video. It was so funny. It, he's been there and he's going to, there's all these things happen, all these thousands of people. And he gives us 30 second video of the very end when he gives an altar call and everybody starts rejoicing. I saw that happening within seconds. You can see what's happening in Europe in seconds. The meetings, the groups of people that are gathering and they're shouting and praising the Lord. You can see it in North America where there's giant meetings and people are just, you know, calling out God's name and lifting their hands to heaven and speaking out things. All the earth is praising the Lord. All the earth is listening, but they're listening to song leaders. They're listening to teachers. They're following pastors. That all looks great. But it's sitting room only, standing in one place. But where are those who are who are there to come to wait on the Lord? Where are those who are coming there to bow their faces on the ground? They need to be given space. Where is the altar of the Lord? You know, you don't see that in big meetings. You see people coming into the courts of the Lord. You see them exalting God and praising God. That is really very prophetic in itself. When you read Psalm 66, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. And they're doing that. They're singing of his glorious name. They're making his praise glorious. They're saying, how awesome are your deeds. They're saying those things. It says, all the earth bows down to you. They sing your praise, but they bow down before you. I've got to point this out because when I look at those pictures, those videos from other countries, and I see what people are doing, I'm not saying that people aren't bowing down. I'm saying I don't see that happening a lot. I don't see the the majority of the crowd doing that. And I don't see the majority of these large crowds coming and waiting together at the altar of the Lord. I'm seeing them standing and looking down in this one video I saw. They were looking down at the leader this very popular song leader. And they were very excited to be at that venue watching and participating with all of the songs that they're singing. But you got to realize that coming before the altar of the Lord is more than singing. Coming to the altar of the Lord is being in that place where God ministers through his Holy Spirit, through the presence moving just completely on his own, and people are responding. For that to happen, or when that happens, other things take place. Number one, people don't put everything on one person. One person cannot manage 
all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. One person is not in charge of the altar of God. Even in Solomon's temple, there were more than one priest. There were multiple priests. It was too much for one person to manage. So and with us, there's too much for a pastor to manage in 45 minutes or a special guest or a really anointed song leader. Give them their space when they need that. But we need to understand that altar is for the church, for all of us to come before. And Paul says it like this in Hebrews 12 too, he says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. How much time is given in a song service for those who can want to come and fix their eyes on Jesus? Of course that happens, but it only happens while the songs are being sung. After that, it stops. But Paul says, all have come to Mount Zion. He doesn't say we come to a pulpit. Do you understand? That pulpit is really coming from a different time frame in history. It's not Solomon's temple. It's not that. It comes from a time after that. We don't come to a pulpit. We don't come to a traditional gathering. We don't come to human ingenuity with electrical control panels and centers for cameras and and lights and man-made smoke. A lady put out this little blurb the other day in there. She said how this meeting she was going to is going to be so amazing, but it, it couldn't start yet because there was something wrong with the camera feed. So the service couldn't get started. You know, if we see lights and smoke, it needs to be coming from God's presence not a timed software program that's mimicking the God of heaven. If God shares his smoke in his presence and that the light of his glory with you, nothing's going to stop that, whether you have electricity or not. And what's really important when Paul says this in Hebrews 12, he says, don't refuse God when he speaks. It's a given thing that when we go to a meeting, someone is going to speak. But that doesn't always mean it's God speaking. How can we refuse it if we cannot hear it? If we don't wait for it, how can it happen? Or we, we don't understand it. How can we learn to recognize it if we don't have time to learn that? If we come to the altar, you're going to learn that. In Hebrews 12, 28, Paul finishes that chapter. He says, so worship God. What he's saying in that word means to serve at his table. So come and stand all of you together serving God at his table, which he says is acceptable. It's reverent. You can be in awe of that place because he is a consuming fire and he is going to meet you at that altar. What we're called to do As believers, uh, the church of the firstborn, we're called to come to the altar of God and stand before Jesus, the invisible Jesus at the invisible altar and the invisible Holy Spirit that dwells inside of people and manifest his presence. People will see Jesus when that happens. They will hear Jesus when that happens. And when Paul said this, he was talking really about Mount Zion. And it says in Mount, about Mount Zion that many people will see and fear it 
and many people are born in Zion. Paul is connecting the dots, and he's talking to us, the church of the earth, of the whole world. He's saying, come to the altar, wait in his presence, wait for each other, be kind to one another. Don't take advantage. Let everybody take their turn. Don't hog the altar. Stop taking it for yourself. Stop making it something about you and your giftings. Let that go and let God's presence come to it. If we're weak, if we're weary, it's because we don't have that flow of the Holy Spirit's power in us. When you come to that altar place, that's where you find it. I'm going to finish up with this, and it's a quick little story. My son, Matthew, went to a YWAM base in Boise, Idaho, and he was speaking at a worship DTS. He was almost the last speaker, the last guy before they went out and they went on their mission, their trips. So he was supposed to be there for three days. There were six people there. He talked to them about ministering to the Lord, coming to the altar of the Lord. And at the last day, six people came together. They waited on the Lord. They sang prophetic songs. They waited on one another. They bowed down and they worshiped Jesus freely. No one had to tell these six people when to do that or how to do that. He explained what it was. They responded and the presence of the Lord was there and with them. And they experienced that consuming fire of God. They experienced that. The Lord met needs that people had financially, and I would imagine physically. But the point is, they had been at the altar of the Lord together at a worship DTS. That's what worship is about. That's what the altar is about. We come to the Lord to worship Him His way. When we do that, the altar of God is waiting for us, all of us all the giftings, all the leaders, all the people coming. That's what God is waiting for. He says, I wait for you to wait on me. That's what we do when we worship God God's way. All the day long.